today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome back to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Knapp. I'm Edward Lewis. I'm Derek Kaufman. And I'm Fabian. Edward. No last welcome, name, welcome. Fabian. Welcome, yeah, welcome Edward. Glad to have you. Sports right. expert, Edward. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Glad we're talking Will Smith on the sports. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's get right into it. So one of the big stories today is about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. So we've been seeing a lot of like crazy headlines coming out because Will Smith has this bombshell memoir that is coming out. And so we're seeing a lot of like different headlines of what's said in the book. And this latest one is pretty insane. So he basically said that back in the day, he had sex with so many women that he was pretty much disgusted with himself and that he used to vomit after orgasming, orgasm, orgasm, orgasming, orgasming. Sure. Sure. Orgasming? It's a, it's a, it's a verb. Climb, if you want it to be, is, that's, that's an easier, it comes <laughs> So, so. And said that it was a psycho, oh Jesus, psychosomatic reaction, which, you know, we're hearing so many different like sexual things about Will, about Jada, about their relationship yeah, so, together. So it's basically like th- their entire relationship, you can just classify it as TMI. We've been hearing story after story after story about Will and Jada and how much they don't love each other and how much of a, of a, a toxic relationship that they're in because... Apparently, they they seem to have some sort of open relationship, right? Which has um, been rumored for so many it's been years, rumored and for now years, it's like and now confirmed. it's confirmed. But with this with this specific headline, it was ridiculous. So, this is part of his memoir, and he was basically saying the context of this is that he was dating a girl at the time. I think it was like in the '90s in his heyday. Um, she had apparently like cheated on him or something like that. So what he did was that he went out, started you know sleeping with a ton of women. But he said that the act itself, like you know, basically just like sleeping with women with no connection or anything like that, was so antithetical to his being and his, his whole constitutionality or whatever of who he is, he he, he created some kind of psychosomatic yeah. effect where he would he would he would vomit or or get like physically ill during sex and during climaxing. Like, I can't basically he didn't like this version this of himself. Like. He didn't like this version of himself. And so this when he climaxed kind of because he was having sex with so many women, which nice to have the option when you're when you're upset. <laughs> nice to have the option to go out and have sure. sex with many, many different women. This is part of the problem for me with with what Will Smith is doing. Will Smith is an A-list celebrity, one of the biggest oh, celebrities sure. of all of our lifetimes. And I'm learning too much about him. Like, and the problem is it's unrelatable. It's unrelatable. It like is. Howard Stern shares a bunch about himself and he's an oversharer, but Howard Stern is a relatable guy. He got very famous by sharing a lot because right. he shares the same anxieties that normal people do. Will Smith having, you know, dreams of harems of women, having right. sex with too many women. Uh. It's totally now, unrelatable. There's, there's to a whole me. thing with him, like wanting to commit suicide, like yeah. all this trauma. And I get it. People go through trauma. I'm sure he's been through his, his fair share, but like. At a certain point, especially for him and Jada in, in the sex life and like their whole, like the whole, like the fact they'll look each other in the face and say, honey, I don't love you, but I, you know, we're going to work this out. It's just so, I, I, you're right. It's not relatable and it's, it's cringeworthy. It's like, stop. And Do also you, wanna, you wonder, yeah. you, you wonder the authenticity of what he's saying too, because obviously he's trying to sell his new book. Right. So you wonder like how much of this is exaggerated. And even if it's true, like, do you really need to reveal that, that, those that's, details? That's my point too, though. Why would you keep doing it? I don't understand why. If you, what do you mean, have sex and, and yeah, vomit if, if, I'm climb, if I'm vomiting every time I climax, oh, why would I keep doing? It? That's when you talk about the unrelatable and is it believable? Nobody's having sex and vomiting every time and being like, I'm going to keep doing this. Right. What would be I can't point? imagine so, how awkward that would be, like in the, the moment. Well, we don't yeah, how does that how does that make a, the girl oh feel afterwards? Uh, if you're like, terrible. excuse me, like, like you were disgusting. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Well, now we know what Fabian's O face looks like. Even just gagging, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. Of course, and you would start thinking it. about yourself. And he repeats it. You're right. And keep doing it. So it's funny because when I saw this headline yesterday, I had to like read into the actual like what it was about. And basically, it sounded like this is something that he was doing in the past 
because for a minute I was like, wait, was this something that he continued doing through present day? Because here's the thing. There's so many rumors with Will Smith because um, we know about Jada Pinkett. She had an affair with what's his face. It uh, wasn't an affair. It was a. Uh, what was the word? It was a. Uh, um, oh, they did have a word. Entanglement. entanglement. She had an entanglement with August Alsina, the singer, um, who actually he said, I, you know, whatever. And then, but the rumors with Will Smith. So apparently, um, he when they were making Hitch back in like the two thousands, allegedly oh, he, he fell like fell in love with his co star. Not that fell, one? He, I don't know about fell in love, but he hooked up with her. That's the word. The word with is Eva Mendes. Yes. Oh, oh sorry, I'm heard. thinking about the other one. No, no, no. The other I, movie I, I, he said that well, he fell in love with his co star. There's others. So like so anyway. So people, the word is that he hooked up with Eva Mendes, and not only that, but he did a movie with Margot Robbie a few years ago where they were like co starring alongside each other. The rumor is that they also hooked up on that set she as well. She was married, I think. I don't know if she was married at the time. Maybe oh, she got okay. anyway, whatever. So the the point is, is like if if because I was thinking like if this continued, was he like vomiting on Eva Mendes? Oh, oh, vomiting. God. Your mind is going to be straight. We don't know any of this, but is it too much sharing for you? Is it is it is this making Will Smith less appealing in a movie? I just saw King Richard, and I love Will Smith so has been was, America's dad for so long. Now right I got to think about him orgasming after that, right. that doesn't impact me watching. A really, it's just you you accept him as King Richard. What difference does it make? He's a great actor. I agree. Yeah. You can kind of forget. Queen Richard was fantastic, by the way. Um, Which is I, about the Williams sisters, both Serena and Vil and Venus, right. about their dad, and he how their dad. he, you know, encouraged them and like helped them become mega successful tennis players. But to your point, I think it it, it does it does sort of tarnish his like his larger pop culture image Perhaps in my, in my mind because yes. I, I look at it and I just. The I, cringe, I just cringe. I'm like, damn, you're a cringeworthy person. Like, like a lot of A-list stars, when you think of them, like Brad Pitt or Angelina, you right. don't know a yes. whole lot. You don't there's just, an there's air of mystery. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mystique, I want to, and Will Smith is, there's no mystique. All the, all the smoke screens are gone. It's just like, here's the, the, the pure body and right. the pure soul. I'm like, and eh. as a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was like this cool guy that right. everybody wanted to be and, yes. and everything. And now oh, it's like, right. he was kind of weird that whole time. Now he's stripped down and raw and it's like strange. But watching his movies, I'm not getting weird watching his movies. For sure. You can separate the two. Yeah, from a human perspective, Mike. Well, he's not that cool anymore. He's not a cool guy. But uh, anyway. And even Jada Pinkett, too. She has her like, bizarre... own show, like the podcast, right. uh, Red Table Talk. And she has good conversations on there with good topics, yeah, but, but she's, a, she's a weirdo, too. too. It is it's the TMI family. It's Everyone yeah. is just family. sharing too much. Yeah. Everyone. Right. So, uh, But he's not the only actor who's been in a little bit under a little bit of fire. We got Chris Pratt. Yes. So a lot going on with Chris Pratt. Right. Chris Pratt oh, is going to star as the voice of Mario from the video games yeah, in the upcoming. Super Mario. Super Mario, indeed. So, and everyone knows Mario, right? Everyone knows at least it's me, Mario. I, th I think it was one guy who voiced, the, who did the voice for years on the games. And I think all that's the, right. I, I think it was one person. I don't know the guy's name off the top, but... But it, we're living in different times now. Yeah. And Chris Pratt, not an Italian gentleman, no. uh, is going to be doing this voice. And I'll tell you, usually I say actors are actors. You can play a, a different voice. It's acting. You're supposed to right. get out of yourself. Here I have a little bit of a different issue. Mario is an Italian stereotype. He is, he is built yeah. as He's a, a walking, plumber yes. who uses a thick, the thick Italian and uh, yeah. accent and has the mustache and everything. And now you're doing a sort of caricature of Italian people without an Italian person. I think it's a little bit different than what's going on with Jared Leto, who in House of Gucci... Lays it on a little thick. Lays oh on the Italian the accent a little thick. It's laughable that he it's, has. It's so weird. Like, but it, rolls the R's. Like, uh, roll. Like, it's just very strange. Right. So it's part but of this larger. He's trying to play someone sure. who is a real person and maybe missing the mark. Here, right. you're just doing a stereotype. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's strange. What is, to what me. is the reason for having Chris Pratt do this other than you can sell the movie as Chris Pratt's in it? But I mean, that's probably the main reason, Edward. Well, I agree, I mean, but I why not get, get the that. old Mario guy, right? It's just a voice. So why do you need Chris Pratt? Because we're saying, 
the old Mario guy. We don't even know his name. <laughs> starring right. old Mario guy. Yeah, starring yeah. old Mario guy. So it's interesting. The, the latest news with this Chris Pratt thing is that um, a, I don't know if it's the director or like a, an EP on it, but somebody who's like heading up the movie, he, he came out and said, Chris Pratt is not going to play up the heavy Italian accent. And I don't know exactly, he didn't clarify exactly what he meant. If he's, is there gonna be a hint of Italian so accent? So this is gonna be a serious dramatic it's, it's, yes, role for him? Yes, and I think him? that's why Chris Pratt was cast, because I think they're trying to they're trying to do like a proper, mar where he has like dialogue. Like be, but it's be, beyond, animated beyond though, no? it, Yeah, it's an animated movie, but they're gonna do it, they're gonna, like, there's gonna be a whole plot, and like, and there's Maybe gonna be Mario's Loki from Detroit. Like, we don't know. <laughs> well, like, right. totally it's not gonna be, accent. it's not gonna be the traditional Mario catchphrase. He's like, it's amazing. He's, not, he's gonna say more than that in the movie. Like, and that's why Chris Pratt has been cast, but the, the, the the director, I forget the, who exactly said this, but it was on record today. He said, we're not playing up the heavy Italian accent. I think there might be a hint, but they're not going to do it to the to the extent where it's considered. It's a almost even worse if he does like a gritty remake <laughs> of Mario fair, and his and his evil brother Wario. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. They make it like game. an anime or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they try to graft on like a serious not plot. Mario, Mario, the the plumber, the thick mustache, right. and all that. I think you're okay with it, right? Like you, this is sure. a man who rode a dinosaur named Yoshi. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't turn this into a <laughs> real a family biopic. <laughs> this is crazy it, to me. It's a weird movie choice in, in general, it's just to make a movie about Mario. But like, wait, why? They did Sonic the Hedgehog. They're doing like all these. You're right. You're that right. went well. Remember the teeth, though? Oh, yeah. boy. They had to redo that <laughs> whole thing. Real controversy over but the with teeth. with Chris Pratt specifically, it's interesting because I feel like in addition to the backlash about the, you know, who can voice what, who can play what, authentic acting and all that, and authentic casting, Chris Pratt, people hate this guy. Like, it's, you yeah, know, they he, do. They really do. Like, and the, the, it boils down to he's us. he's, like, kind of a nice guy. Well, he is a nice guy. He's a little guy. too nice He's a little churchy for people's it's taste. That's what it is. It, it's, it, he's, a, he's, a, he's a known... Christian, and I think he's he's voiced some conservative views, but people automatically link that to Trumpism. You're far right. You're like any any if you if you associate yourself at In all Hollywood with, is very liberal. especially if you associate mm -hmm. yourself at all with any sense of conservative conservatism in this town, especially. Um, you are painted as the bad guy, and people just hate Chris Pratt because they think. But he's Hollywood like, keeps he's hiring him. Yeah, he got, he's a leading man. But they they perceive him as anti-gay, as this big, and he hasn't said anything about any of those things. But they're 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 just projecting. Their assumptions onto him, which is which sucks, because like first of all, he's not even that really good of an actor. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> okay, but, hot take, baby. Yeah. Like, I mean, I but that that aside, he shouldn't be castigated over his his religion or his or his political views, and we don't even know what his political views are. I, I think that's really... fair to a point, although we do get him sometimes at LAX, and he is into hunting. He yeah, is, sure. he, you know, he has certain he, he qualities seemed, that people associate to, with the right. Right, he um, seems so, to fit some kind of profile or something, but still, though, that's you're not right. right. That's a lot of flack. I, I, yeah. I agree. I think he's actually a decent actor, and I, I don't want to get back into that. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> you know? let's get on to another debate. <laughs> yeah, well, all right, LeBron good. versus Michael Jordan, as if we hadn't heard that debate. This enough. is my favorite this, debate. So, Wait, why is this a debate? You guys have to explain this to me. It's a generation Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan is like the greatest basketball player of all time. Your dad yes. grew up thinking Michael Jordan is greatest of all time, and and but even dad's us, son like, grew up even all of us LeBron. here, different kind of different generations ish. Like, I have LeBron as the greatest of all time. No, wow. Le LeBron, if you're being honest, is a better basketball player right. than Michael Jordan. Sure, all but, around. But right. we'll get to the debate because this so, is key. To so that. anyway, so Stephen A. Smith, he, he he hosts a show called First Take on ESPN, and he was with JJ Redick over the weekend or over the. Over the and if you think Fabian's takes are hot, you gotta watch. <laughs> so Stephen A. Smith yeah. has a lot of takes, but this take it takes them all. So LeBron James got in a fight with Isaiah Stewart over the weekend, right. and he got suspended over it. I'm sure you've seen, you've heard it. Uh, LeBron smacked Isaiah Stewart in the eye, and, right. then, and then it caused a big fracas, and both guys got suspended. Well, Stephen A. says he believes it all went down because LeBron is basically soft. Yes, right? he, and I think said. we even got the the sound, so let's play that. LeBron does not somebody that instills fear in you. Of course, you got a game plan for him, but a lot of times when we think about MJ, for example, you didn't mess with MJ. With LeBron, you believe you you can take him. 
you believe he can be had. I don't know whether to believe that you believe what you're saying. I do believe that's what a cr- that's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. If you watch the game, which you do, and you I played play the, the game, game but I played the game, Stephen A. And I played against LeBron in the playoffs. We're talking about the greatest player who ever played the game, which I believe to be Michael Jordan. And a lot of times, when you delineate the difference between the two, they're talking about a fear factor. There's just certain things you knew that you wasn't going to do to MJ. Make the reason people talk about LeBron, though, is because he lives in a 24/7 news. They would have talked about all anybody, the time. and they and it all the time, and it would have been just as bad, if not worse, for MJ. No doubt about it. MJ? So you're saying that the fear that Michael Jordan instilled in people—that's what LeBron did? Yes. Okay. I think Stephen A's got a point, man. Well, it's important yeah. to note that that was J.J. Redick, by the way. He's a former basketball player. Right, for the, yeah, for the Sixers and everything. Here's why I think he has a point. I watched both of them. I'm older than you guys. I watched sure. Michael Jordan in his heyday. I watched LeBron James in his heyday. Michael First Jordan. Michael, exactly, well, <laughs> you guys all know Michael as well, but he scared people. He's he playing did. against Michael Jordan was he but was snarling. He was he was sociopathic in his competitiveness but, in a way that when you watch LeBron, he takes the talc powder and he throws it in the air <laughs> right. like snow. There's a fun loving quality to him that was missing from man. Michael Jordan. But yes. isn't he also Michael, kind of a big baby too? Isn't yeah, LeBron that's, like that's always why, crying? And, and I think we sort of needed to, we, yes, and he's need, a flopper, which makes him seem soft. Right. I think right. we need to kind of define what Stephen A. is talking about. He's talking about fear and JJ pushed back and said well people are they're they're nervous and afraid to, to face LeBron in the playoffs they don't want to but the difference is it's not about it's not about he, what Stephen A is talking about I think is like this like this um this gut like this your stomach drops when you're gonna play Michael jo- Michael Jordan for LeBron people I feel like they feel like they can step up they can they can take them that's that's the, the mindset and we, then I can they take go LeBron. up against him and they get dunked on because LeBron they do, is but, that but, good but because play, LeBron but, is that good but it's a, it's a, it's, it's intimidation versus respect who, yes. LeBron is respect it, he is not an intimidating. But I'm not, right. I'm not going to be a worse basketball player going against you if I'm intimidating. Maybe you might you, punch me. Actually, no, I, because people play LeBron harder. They check him. Like, if and you that's watch, fine. He like, gets the he, foul all was the time. on him. He wasn't afraid of LeBron. He was sure. on his ass, like playing him hard. You know. Let's be honest. Isaiah Stewart is a nobody, basically right? in the NBA. He's not a big name, and that man wanted to fight in LeBron fact, yeah. James on the court after he oh, was wow. being held back by 27 that's, that's, people. That's a good they, point. He had every opportunity to swing on him, and once everybody got a hold of him, he's like, okay, hold me back. I think he might have made a big show after the fact, but I agree with Derek in the sense that LeBron, especially his, his public image outside of basketball, I think uh, uh, comes into the table here, like where he's a, he's a family man. He's he's all about movies. He's doing Looney Tunes. He's doing this. And, he's oh, doing and, Le- and Michael Jordan didn't do Space Looney Tunes. Yeah. Michael Jordan did the original <laughs> Looney Tunes. But Michael Jordan in his prime, yeah. he was he was he was seen as a killer. And he, he was a killer Who on the court. Cares? And LeBron also, James I would say Michael Jordan was like absolutely beloved. Everyone knows like his shoe line. I mean, it's right. like the biggest thing. The Jordan and LeBron like the shoes thing. are very big as well. No, not at all. I, I mean, they're not they're not Jordans, those. but they are they are right there. I would say LeBron has a lot of enemies like p- the public yeah I'm sure he's got a huge fan base but like for me I mean I know he's like on the Lakers or whatever but even before that and like the Miami Heat like LA hated the Miami Heat so when he came over I was like oh, I hate LeBron Listen, LeBron is gifted but he's not a killer I think like, Michael Jordan's a killer. a killer Michael Jordan went to the NBA Finals six times They're different and he's players, six though. for six Jordan is LeBron a shooter and a scorer and LeBron is a passer it's, it's, it's that's their personality I, I, that's, the that's way they right play. one like, is soft and one is tough <laughs> yes I, 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 I think the, the best way you can maybe like break this down is like look 
one's a, they're both badasses on the court. Nobody can deny that. But one was a badass outside of the court, and that matters. I just don't LeBron's care. not a badass. I don't outside. care. Who cares? Really? I'm gonna make you care, Edward. Why does it matter? Because whether basketball he's soft or tough? should care. He's good that's at why. basketball, and that's all I care about. All right, fine. <laughs> Edward must be so soft I on the court. <laughs> he looks like buttery I'm in the soft. I'm in the corner. I'm not doing <laughs> anything else. Nice. I'm not playing defense. Um, okay, I guess this is an awkward transition to something a little more serious. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, she is the alleged madam to Jeffrey Epstein, the late Jeffrey Epstein, who killed himself and who has been accused by multiple women of basically trafficking girls for, for a lot of different people all over the world, allegedly. Um, and, you know, Epstein is dead, obviously. He killed himself a couple years ago. Ghislaine, her trial is coming up on Monday. And, you know, she has denied all the accusations against her. I think she has eight counts. One of them is sex trafficking of minors. Um, and she says, no, I, I had no knowledge of anything. I, you know, I was just, she was Epstein's girlfriend, but she just denies any knowledge of anything that might have been going on in his world. But frankly, when you see all these photos of her, she shows up in so many photos of Epstein. And there's a there's the famous photo of Prince Andrew with that one girl. Um, Virginia Jufri. Yes, right. Thank you for, for the facts there. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know, if is, is Ghislaine in that photo too, I think? Or? I'm not sure if she's in it, but the level of fascination about her is, you're right, it's so enduring. And it's, it's because Epstein is now dead, right? Yeah. She is the last window into the depravity of his existence. Yes. The, the, the secret sex link. islands, all that stuff. She was in the middle of it. She was. So people are fascinated by this trial she's stuck in, in in jail pending the trial been trying to get out says there's rats in her room she's lived this opulent life her whole her, you know mo much of her existence she's yeah, quite she's wealthy as well and now she's right. stuck in this prison cell and here's here's my here, here's my take a little bit on it from a legal perspective is there's an adage that says great cases make bad law. So what that means is because this case has so much attention there's so much emotion involved in it. What you really want from a case is you want reason divorced from passion. You don't sure. want a judge Ideally, who is passionate yes. about things because then they'll let that infect their sort of decision making. You want a jury who's able to just look at the facts and apply the law to the facts. Sure. Here, you're going to get Ghislaine Maxwell, who the very thought of her is going to arouse such strong emotions. In every potential juror, though? In everything. In judges, in juries. This is a hard case for people because everyone is so emotionally charged over it. And that's the same thing we've seen in Ahmaud Arbery. Sure. You see it in a lot of cases. Although this is different because, you know, not to, we're not going to go down a conspiracy rabbit hole here, but there is a big conspiracy factor to this case and the whole Epstein saga in general. And the, that's the fact that there are a lot of high profile, powerful, powerful people that have been connected to these two. Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, like Bill Gates, like right. so, and so many, so many other like high power executives, rich, rich people who've hung out with them, who've been cozy with them over the years. They've been photographed with these people. And you know, like who knows if they've been involved or knew anything about my, what, what might have been going on. Yes. But that's Be interesting what, to know. She'll throw well, them this, out of the back. This is people, right. That's what people's fascination is. They they want, they think Ghislaine is gonna give up the good and say, fine, I'll tell you. X, Y, Z, and everybody else. Here's all the names of everyone who was actually participating in this sick, devious, like, just activity. And people, that's what they wanted. They want to hear names. They want to see links and confirm their biases. Like, see, there is a pedal ring in Hollywood. See, there is this going on. That's what they want That's what they want to hear and confirm through this I case. I think you're 100% right. One of the big battles in this case that's coming up is, is the black book that she has. Yes. So she has a little black book. Didn't Heidi Fleiss have one of these? Yes. Everyone is obsessed with little black books because there's an air of mystery about them. There what is. names are in there? Who is connected to Epstein and she has one that has names from it's like flight logs, it's, right? It's everyone. It's wow. it's names, it's numbers, it's it's, it's sort of uh, dates and things like that. Right. And people want to introduce all this as evidence and say anyone in this book was involved in the Epstein scandal. And her lawyers are like, look, 
A, the book could have been doctored by this point. I right. haven't held on to the book. I've been sitting in a prison cell. Mm. And B, just because a name is in a book, everyone's going to draw all these conclusions. Sure. He also was a very rich guy who knew a lot of people who didn't, who weren't in his sex ring and sure. things like that. So it's a hard case to look and at. The, and everyone wants to jump to conclusions. And to that point, it's interesting because, like, you know, there are scores of women who have, who have alleged that, you know, Ghislaine and that Jeffrey trafficked them and they're from a young age and their teens and whatnot. But this case only focuses on a handful of those people. It's a handful of not plaintiffs, but, um, a, you know, uh, alleged victims, essentially. Yeah. It's like it's like three or four of them. And you're right. Like, it's that's where the scope needs to be. It's not going to get outside of that. It's not going to get because, you know, the public was like, oh, let everything in. It's like, no, no, no it's going to be it's going to be limited to this. These group of people that are like essentially that the prosecutors have evidence about. Yes, that's what exactly. the cases they have to run with. But everyone's going to want to stuff everything into it. So it'll, it'll be fascinating. And it's plus the hold. fact that Epstein like died under very, you know, mysterious circumstances. That's that holds uh, another, another conspiracy. Another, another conspiracy. Um, and the fact that she's not dead, you know, people want to see what this lady is going to say or not say. So what a happy story to end on. I know. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, Way to stack this. So um, yesterday was Thanksgiving. It was. I yesterday hope you guys had a nice Thanksgiving. I did. Thank but you. I wanted to talk about things that we are thankful for for this year. You know, the year is kind of coming to a close and I'll go first. Wait, is this professional or is this like personal or is it no. a little bit of both? Let's let's talk work related. Okay, work related. Fine. Topics. Topics, Topics. that you're thankful for. Okay. I will start. I am thankful for Britney Spears ending oh, her conservatorship. You took the good one. Well, oh, you are. Are you going to say that you're happy? I was going to try to hijack Britney you're Spears from you. You're not even a Britney Spears fan. You're right. I'm hella not telephony. But anyway, continue. Songs, <laughs> I'm going to pick Fabian. my own. I'm going no, off Continue. This. Continue. <laughs> Happy for her that she is finally happy. One, the fact that her dad got taken off the conservatorship, that was a really big win. But the fact that she now feels like she can live her life the way she wants, I think is like really important, especially since she's been in this conservatorship for 13 plus years or was in this conservatorship for that long. Let me um, ask you a question, Charlie. Are you purely happy or are you happy and a little bit nervous about what the future holds for her? You know, I think you can have both. I am a little nervous because I want her to stay on track. I want her to take all the suggestions that and were related to her. And be safe and healthy, like obviously. Absolutely, yeah. I want her to, you know, take all of that into consideration. So, of course, you're nervous as if like a parent was nervous that their kid is like going off to college without sure. them. So it's kind of like But you're thankful though. You're still thankful that I'm she's out and that she can be her. free and enjoy yeah. her life. Exactly. Everyone should have, especially if you are working and you're making the money and providing money for other people and their families, you should be able to have access to your own money and your happiness. Word up. What about you? What about you, Eddie? I, I, it's it's more thankful for like the pandemic coming to a close with with uh, the football games amen. and the bas there we basketball go. games, and all that stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, having to watch all these sports figures behind you know uh, I guess closed doors, they were all in empty stadiums right. and masks and all that stuff. Zoom and, and, and the Zoom press, press conferences, conferences. Yep. you can never see any athletes, and then you got the same four questions to every athlete, and you never got the smaller stories. And now it's right. all back. You know? And even us too, you guys. Like we all have been working from home we, we were working for, a for a long time, and now we're here in the office and. It's crazy. Yeah. I've actually lost weight coming to the office. I don't know how because I, I know, feel like I'm eating like a bunch. cheese and <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we had in and out. So yeah, it's, that's a good one. The end of the that pandemic. Is that is a so very it deep. Seems, or so it seems. And that's you know we'll see if it actually ends. But well, oh, yeah, mine's anyway. gonna sound quite frivolous next to that. Yeah. But I'm actually really <laughs> thankful for a recent story. So. When you work in the news long enough, uh, it's hard for a story to really sort of tap in and, and sort of touch you in a way. I, I don't know if Charlie finds that or if you find that. Yeah, you write so much and we read so much you news that you get it. a little bit numb to it. Sure. Um, we put up a story about Dick Vitale coming back yeah. uh, and uh -huh. being on the sidelines, and he was completely How choked up. Yeah. Um, he came back. I didn't want to cry. I can't believe I'm sitting here.
messages. ESPN, Jimmy Pataro, all my buddies at ESPN. I want to thank certainly my family and all the fans. You know, Dick Vitale is college basketball. If right. you watch college basketball, his voice is synonymous with the sport. And he came back and he was so emotional because he mm-hmm. he's fighting cancer right now right. and he wanted he he calendared this game and he gave this emotional intro and it touched me. I, I had like I goosebumps to, yeah. just I listening to it. I was tearing up. And I was thankful to have something that made me that happy and that and that sort of like uplifting. You know, we do a lot of death stories, a lot of sickness stories, a lot of bad jury verdicts. Um, That I was thankful to read that story. College bad. He is so pure. He was just like, I don't want to cry, but I want to cry. Just all bad. I mean, just sports. I love sports. Made you feel good. Basketball can do that. Sports is amazing. I agree. And the Vital thing was touching. Um, All right. So this more more frivolity, more more frivolous nonsense for me. So I'm actually thankful. For Kim and Pete's relationship right now, and I'll, I'll explain why. Oh, not that you've been so boy. critical. Listen, not, not, that, not that I support it because it's it's absurd and it's ridiculous. But here's what I'm thankful for, and even with Ariana Grande and what's his face, her husband. Um, the fact the fact is, we're living in a weird time where I would consider not you know Pete Davidson's not a nobody, but people that are lower status on on the totem pole of fame, they can they they can you can level jump. And and it has opened the door. Like anybody can pull a celebrity these days. You oh can God. anybody can date. Like like Kevin Garnett. Anything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. If you run into like a celebrity in a club somewhere, you can pull it. If you if, if the right moment, right time. So this is inspired. You. This is inspiring to me. Uh, all the, okay, all the nobody's shoot out there. With the Kardashians. All the nobody's out there. You can level jump. It has been proven time and again this year with Pete <laughs> Davidson and Kim Kardashian and Ariana and everybody else. You can level jump. You can level jump with one thing. Well, oh, oh, well one main thing. Money? What? Good personality. Oh, yeah. more, more than that, too. More, yeah. more than and being the, the most popular cast member on SNL, but you're right there. Uh, it's like cast member on SNL of Raven. I mean, anyways, just shoot for the stars, kids. That's that's what I'm thinking. And for by the year. way, if if there's a really pretty girl, you should just take the shot. Shoot your shot. That's, totally. that's, that's a great because way to a lot end of the Shoot times, your shot. Guys are too scared to go up to a really pretty girl because they're like, oh my God, this girl's like way out of my element. Right. Like, it's not going to work. I don't want to get rejected. And, and by the way, dating apps have ruined that because like in, in the old days, you had to. If you wanted to get laid, right. you had to get in there <laughs> and holler at somebody. Oh, now you got boy. the dating apps. It's way easier to filter through and organize and whatnot. But now, you're right. Sometimes I think Fabian grew up in the 1940s. He's like, he's like your age and he's like always talking about the old days. Anyway, you're right. Shoot your <laughs> shot, kids. Love is out there, and you can get it with a celebrity if you want. So, anyway. We are thankful yeah. for you guys, too, always yeah. tuning in Thank every week. In. And uh, you can listen to us everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever Google. you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube, too, if you want to see our pretty faces. So, check us out. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.